Hello, and welcome to Dr. Quacker. So today, we're going to be reviewing Fantastic Four. I've been reading the Fantastic Four comics since I was a kid, and Dr. Doom is my all-time favorite Marvel villain. So, I was really excited when this movie came out, and I liked it as a kid, and I haven't really watched it since. And today, we're also joined by Mr. Quacker. Say hello, Mr. Quackers. Hello, everyone. Would you like to say anything about the movie before we begin? Um, I, too, was, was pretty excited. Um, I'd been a fan of Fantastic Four when I was a little kid, so that was many years before I had any Ducklings. That's true. Um, I was pretty excited. The, I thought the cast, you know, during the, the previews and the buzz of the movie, the cast seemed to be pretty solid. Um, I was particularly happy to see that Julian McMahon was playing Doctor Doom, mm -hmm. and I had pretty high hopes for this film. Alright, okay. Let's get into this. This movie is really dated. <laughs> the special effects, the dialogue, and even the atmosphere of the movie, it very much feels like an early 2000s superhero film. And what I mean, what I mean by that is the special effects, they kind of put a little too much in, <laughs> into the special effects. So when you oversaturate a movie with special effects, you can run into the problem that later, you know, like 10, 20 years from now, the movie is going to look like it came out 20 years ago. That's why movies like the original trilogy of Star Wars still can look as good as some newer films because you can incorporate some practical effects with the special effects. Um, the dialogue, it just it just sounds really corny. It sounds like comic book, like er, like older comic book dialogue. So it just it just kind of sounds kind of rough. Um, not as rough as prequel dialogue, but it's it's still pretty rough. Um, in the atmosphere of the movie, if you've ever seen like an early 2000 superhero film, you know exactly what I mean. They're not entirely sure how to do it just yet, which is kind of weird, because if you think about it, they've done some great Batman and Superman movies. And the same year that this came out, Batman Begins came out. That's, so... What a, what a different class of film that was. Yeah. So I just... I, Marvel had not yet been able to get their footing in terms of the film genre yet. So... Well, I mean, I, I think... During that time period is when movies made the big transition from practical to CGI. Yeah. Um, so, you know, CGI was, you know, the wave of the future. So movies like that were just, you know, trying to be very flashy about how much it had and, and having everything be computer generated, you know, probably seemed cool. Mm. But maybe it was impressive because it was trendy for the times, but you're right, looking back on it, some of it is not very good. Yeah, especially with the solar storm in the beginning. It kind of just looks like orange and yellow blob just flying at him. Uh, yeah, the acting goes from pretty good to terrible in a lot of most of this film. It mainly comes from the overall shitty dialogue. It just, it just, you can't really make horrible dialogue sound great. You can make it sound campy if you're a fantastic actor, but there's no change in shitty dialogue. Um, I will say Chris Evans and Julian McMahon. Uh, are the best performances in the film. Uh, Chris Evans played the Human Torch, and obviously Julian McMahon did Doctor Doom. Um, I still really enjoy Doctor Doom in this movie, even though he's not necessarily comic book accurate in terms of like his powers and how he came to be. But uh, yeah, I mean, I like to enjoy them. I think Chris Evans brings a good charismatic role to the Human Torch. I, I actually disagree with you. Yeah? I think that is highlighting the poor direction and the poor writing of the movie, where my opinion is that I think Chris Evans' character and his performance was actually quite poor. Really? Why do you say that? Um, I just I think he was he, he was just very generic. Okay. There was nothing special. 
it was he didn't bring any charm or any individuality or any like like anything memorable to the role. Okay. And I think obviously he has that in him. He's Captain America. That's true. And he presents the exact opposite of that, you know, performance. He's extremely memorable. He's extremely genuine and it, it, it seems to be naturally a part of him. So he obviously had that ability, but whoever was in charge of that movie clearly could not see his potential and did not bring it out. For sure. Okay. I mean, I, I think that he's one of the more memorable parts of, of the two films. Um, I think, well, I mean, to be fair, Human Torch and Captain America are very different characters. True. The Human Torch is supposed to be an obnoxious douche, right. and he's an obnoxious douche. Agreed. So, I mean, I get where you're coming from. It's still not great. But I think it's better than the other a lot of the other characters. I, I, I agree with you with Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. I think Julian McMahon does a really good job. I think Michael Chiklis does a good job as the thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's Julian McMahon and Michael Chiklis who I think carry the film. Okay. Um, I think, the, you know, like, for example, the original um, or the sequel trilogy for Star Wars, Jar Jar Binks was the killer. Mm-hmm. I think Jessica Elba was the stinker. I was actually about to get to that. The worst performance goes to Jessica Alba as the Invisible Woman. She is basically reduced to eye candy to get the male audience super invested in the movie. And you know what? It's kind of poor. I actually like her in the comics. She actually has an interesting role, especially with her son, Franklin. So it just just comes across as stupid. And she's also really smart, but most of the time she's just like, "Uh, Reed, look how hot I am. And I'm like, who gives a fuck? You're a scientist who's also an astronaut. What do you give a fuck if he's looking at your tits for? Um, I, I think clearly that you know they they wanted to appeal to a wide range, and uh, of men they just wanted to appeal <laughs> to the eighteen to twenty four year old man who wanted to see Jessica Alba in tight spandex. Now, with all due respect, her acting was terrible, but the suit was great. Yeah, I mean they they got across that she's hot. Congratulations. Yeah, it wasn't very hard. I mean, but either way, <laughs> yeah, she's kind of hot without it. But yeah, uh, the story is pretty underwhelming. Uh, they get. They don't get the powers of, of Dr. Doom. He uses black magic, and he doesn't get it from b- being up in space with the other Fantastic Four. That's accurate. The Fantastic Four were astronauts that were, you know, affected by solar radiation, and that's how they got their powers. But Dr. Doom got his powers from learning black magic because him and Reed used to be best friends, and the experiment went wrong and disfigured his face. So he wore armor and that mask to cover his disfigurement and tried to learn black magic to undo the facial scarring. Correct. I, yeah. I think the movie could have been saved. All in all, I think it, you know, in terms of my rating, it could have gone up three to four points had they had not completely botched the Doctor Doom piece. I agree. I think the ending with the climax, climax against them was pretty lame. Like, Doctor Doom was pretty badass, and I actually liked the way he was manipulating the thing. That was his whole, he's like, because I will say, I will agree with you that I think the thing is supposed to be the heart of the film. Him talking about his looks and, being, and his wife leaving him, basically being afraid of him. That's accurate to comics. It is accurate. Um, and then him finding a new love with a blind with the blind woman. I mean, I like I, I, so I like the scenes between him and Doom and him manipulating to get rid of his powers, and he actually uses the radiation to make himself more, stronger, and he has unlimited power by the end of the film. But then they kind of easily beat him with making him with also they said that the human torch can't go supernova which is the heat and the radiation of the sun okay reed says if he goes that hot it will destroy him the planet and the solar system it'll eviscerate the atmosphere but then reed tells him to go supernova when they're fighting doom and it has no ramifications plot armor 
Yeah, but I mean, so Invisible Woman puts a shield around it, but that's not what fucking matters, man. Invisible Woman's never powerful enough to contain that much energy. But, yeah, I know. But also, if you think about it, that means Doctor Doom took the radiation of the sun and was completely okay. Because he's still not defeated after he goes supernova, and then they hit, hit him with water and basically harden him. That's they, it. They, they temper him like, like molten steel. Yeah. Which is stupid. I mean, for, for fans of Doctor Doom, like real Doctor Doom, um, he wears armor. Yeah. He's not made of freaking metal. Yeah, his skin turns you know, metal in the movie. The, the, the comic book story is that in, in a horrible science experiment gone wrong, Reed Richards is responsible for disfiguring him. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's dashingly good-looking and rich and all that stuff. Yeah, he's the he's the supreme leader of Latvia. Yeah, exactly. And then, oh, sorry, Latveria. Acid gets on his face and makes him look like, you know, like 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 Sludgy the Toxic Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it makes him go mad, and then, you know, he ends up, you know, taking his revenge out on the world, and then, again, always trying to get Reed Richards because he's always got a hair across his ass for him. Yeah. So the, I think they got the dynamic of the somewhat rivalry a little bit. Yeah. But it had nothing to do with Jessica Alba's character. Yeah, in the, in, in the, in the, the movie, it's like... nothing to do with it. Yeah, in the movie, good. they put it as a love triangle. In the comic books, you fucked up my face, I went I went cuckoo bananas, and now I'm a bad guy. The show just stuck with what worked. I That's the one That's the one thing I really don't like about any superhero movie, and they all kind of do it. It's, there's that... There's that love that, triangle? Well, it's not the love triangle, it's that there's, there's, there's this origin story. Uh-huh. And fans go to the movie... Wanting to see the live-action version of their favorite characters, uh-huh. and and just about every flipping time they fuck with it, especially in these in the, during this era. And it's just like, if you made it better, okay, fine, I can't argue, it's cool. But every single time, they just screw it up. I don't know. I think Iron Man was pretty badass. <sighs> yeah, but Iron Man wasn't that far off. Yeah, it was it was different, but it still had those same benchmarks. Okay. You know, the redemption of, of Tony Stark being a ruthless businessman who had no heart, finding a heart, uh-huh. building that initial suit, okay. using the arc reactor. Uh-huh. So those benchmarks were there. Yeah. Doctor Doom, way off the map. Yeah. Which kind of sucks because Julian McMahon does a great performance as him and He's I think fantastic. if they did if they did the comic book version, even if they brought him back to play Doctor Doom, I'd still be okay with that. Absolutely. So I think his performance is Doctor Doom. Because we know he's coming. Yeah. I think his performance as Doctor Doom and, and Michael Chiklis' performance as a thing made the movie tolerable. So, if you take Julian McMahon or Michael Chiklis out of that movie, mm-hmm. it's a smoking turd. Okay. I will say, though, the thing looks really stupid. True. His costume looks really dumb. The foam rockness looks really get cheap and dumb. At the time, I don't think it looked bad. And I also don't think he's, as, he doesn't, he's not as big as he needs to be. He actually is short. Well, yeah, so he's... When he's supposed to be, he's supposed to be almost equal size as the Hulk. Yeah, and so, he's tiny, you know, probably nine feet tall. Yeah, ish. He also has the same physical strength as Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom, the thing, getting in a fist fight, and Doom wins. Well, that's like I said, they they deviated from a lot of the comic book story, but either way, Julian McMahon did a good job. Um, I don't like the, the, the Doom arc. Jessica Alba's character was nothing but eye candy. Uh, the guy who played Reed Richards, I think, aesthetically looked a lot like him. I think yeah, I think he looks a lot like him. I think like they picked a guy who, who, you know, visually looks like mm-hmm. Mr. Fantastic. I want John Krasinski to play him. Yeah. I think Jim from The Office. That'd be a good Or pick. The Quiet Place, whatever you know him. Um, but the movie was, 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 le- was you know, kind of, eh, forgettable. Yeah. And that's why they've made it, they've rebooted it so often. <laughs> this is not even the first Fantastic Four film. There was one from 1994 that was terrible. And this is not even the worst version, right? Exactly. 
Well, there's there's another worse version well, than this one. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's a, a fan four stick. Yes, it was. Um, well, I don't. It's not even worth talking about. I mean, not right now, anyway. No. But they made a second. The rise of the Silver Surfer. Yeah, which had some promise when I saw the previous. Like, all right. I mean, we're not reviewing that movie, but I mean, it still is rough. Yeah, I mean, they took it. They took kind of a turd. Said, well, if we polish this turd a whole lot, maybe we can make it less turd-like. Yeah. And uh, well, they tried to bring in the great stories from from Jack Kirby, like they brought in the Silver Surfer and Galactus in the second one. And I know we're not talking about that one, but they did a better job with the Silver Surfer story. Yeah. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about. But yeah, I I enjoyed this as a kid. Um, but I don't really like it as an adult. I think the Doom thing's entertaining, and I think if you're a little nostalgic for 2000 Super films, you can give it a watch. It's, be- it's better than X-Men Last Stand, and it's better than Spider-Man 3. Agreed. So, I'm gonna give this movie a 4 out of 10. It's a below-average movie. It's not the worst thing you can watch. I think it can be entertaining at times. The action is sometimes entertaining. Uh, the Human Torch flying around with... I think that was fun to watch as a kid. Uh, Doom has that, like, old campy villain thing about him, which I enjoy from, like, early Batman or stuff like that. So it's not... I don't think it's the most... I don't think it's the worst superhero film ever. I've seen some stinkers. Trust me. Steel. Catwoman. Those are some stinkers. Agreed. So it's it's not good, but it's not the worst. I gave it a three. One point for Julian McMahon. One point for Michael Chiklis. And one point for Jessica Alba's Rowan. Okay. Well, that's fair. Three out of ten. <laughs> okay. So, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for joining us, Mr. Quackers. Thank you very much, son. Oh, yeah. So, hope you have a good day. And if you liked this episode, I have a bunch of other episodes you can go back and give a listen to. Um, but, yeah. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>